It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The Nimble with Numbers team presents Chalked Blocked with Bo Big Time McBrayer. I got to know what a $5 shake tastes like. That's hot. That's hot. I want winner, folks. You don't know Diddley. And his partner, Scott Stag Simpson. Do you know who I am? Trying to put Tiger Bomb on this jungle's nuts. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. I got to catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. Let's make a move. Let's make a move. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Chalk Blocked on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are the world's sexiest DFS show for now. That over there to my left on the screen is Scotty Stacks Simpson at Nimble W Numbers. Down here in the basement where he belongs is our lead mathematician at Jordan Vanek One. He's so cute. How's your beard coming in, Jordan? It's shaved. <laughs> yes. My guy, look at that grand piano in the background. Dude, I got this is what the basement looks like. Or this. What do we want? What do we want? That looks I, like oh, basement. I found it. I, that's what I want. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. How are you feeling as a, as a Panther fan right now in lieu of the draft? I heard you say you're fighting trolls on Twitter earlier tonight. How's it going? So Fun fact, this is the most so the Panthers have traded four times in a draft. That's the most times we've ever traded. And today we traded four times. Still got, you know, <laughs> half the draft left. Um, also, in terms of like capital, we've already made up everything for the Darnold trade. So that's nice. And we addressed every need we needed. So I- I'm excited. That defense right now we're building is phenomenal. I, I- JC Horn, Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin. And uh, Brian Burns is that's all I need for a foundation at 25, all under 25. Outstanding. Uh, they had nine defensive picks last year, uh, another, yeah. another three or four this year so far. Uh, probably more to come with, uh, with that staff. Um, they love themselves some young defensive players that are going to hawk the ball. That's why they went with JC Horn. Mm-hmm. He's a magnet to the mm-hmm. ball. Um, I don't know if his techniques as sound as uh, you like to see from a top yeah. 10 pick, but I mean, the Honey Badger is a similar product, except JC Horn's a lot taller than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got an athletic guy that gets after the ball. He's, he's very handsy and physical, which is probably why the Cowboys wish they had gotten him or Sertan. Mm-hmm. Um, Sertan more technically gifted, but of course Dallas got sniped on both of them because Denver's, Oh my goodness. Denver is like, they went from, Oh, we have Aaron Rodgers maybe coming this way. Oh, Justin Fields fell to us. Yeah. Maybe Mac Jones is the right fit for our system. No, we're, we're going to take a corner Patrick Sertan. Who's a stud. I mean, it's a good pick. It's just like, now you're still, you have Teddy Bridgewater and you have drew luck and maybe Davis mills down the road. If they, if they go there, I mean, I mean, I haven't seen Mills come off the board yet. As he, he yeah, he did. Yet. he did. He did. He did. He did. What did uh? Was it the after Kellen Mond? It was right. It was uh to the Texans. That was the Texans' very first picks in this. Yeah, draft. the first pick ever in the 2021 draft. 
You know R.I.P. Davis Mills. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, I think here, uh, here lies Nico here Collins. Lies Davis Mills. There here too. lies Nico Collins. Oh man, poor guys. Here lies Mark Ingram. Mm. It's a graveyard down there. <laughs> it is. Well, you know what? Speaking Gold of the, Coast graveyard. The opposite of a graveyard, and that's going to be the Atlanta uh, Ooh. weapons Ooh. for. Uh, you know, Mr. Matty Ice, Kyle Pitts, my guy all along. I called it. I've been saying it. I, I was wishing, hoping. And uh, if you got Calvin Ridley in Dynasty, that's a boon for him. It's yeah. just, it's ridiculous. I'm just so excited. There's, there's who no. Are you gonna cover. That's right. You gonna cover. Right. And those trades for Julio Jones did not materialize, which I love. I, I Jordan, just to get to your point in defense of Carolina, you did talk about the wide receivers on Twitter and who that, that division holds. And it's got Michael Thomas. It's got Godwin. You, you, you have got just so many players who they have to line up against six times a season. That matters. Your division matters. So um, I actually like what you guys did. And yeah. I think that it was a good pick and horn. Kyle Pitts uh, and horn matched up. And actually the funny thing is when horn got picked, he FaceTime Kyle. They're like actually friends. And it's like uh, JC horn told him to strap up son. Because <laughs> when they actually went up head to head in college, JC Horn got the better of them. Kyle mm. Pitts only had one catch and like six targets. The, that. the only receiver that got the better of Horn from everything I saw was Devontae Smith. But just that's fair. <laughs> like we're, we're not going to be able to cover everybody. <laughs> nope. Nope. You can't. And, and the only thing that can really cover everything is, is Bo's Hotbox. I got to be honest with you. This thing can just. Bam, cover everything in the draft, you know. So, uh, but where can people? Oh, and you're, what are you eating, by the way? As I'm trying to plug your your sauce here, are you eating Oreos? You you uh, what? You, what's going on over there? Uh, you you filling your face? I'm gonna do the read. Okay, I'll do the read. So this is Bo's Hot Box Special Batch. It's gourmet small batch hot sauce. It is available at BigTimeFlavorCo.com. You can go there and get your uh, taco season. You can get your uh, your uh, your rub, which is just delicious. Smoke I love shack. It. smoke shack rub. Uh, what else? There's new products rolling out there all the time. Am I missing something? Yeah, the only one you didn't mention was the newest product, which I'm still waiting for. So it's the only one. If you order, you're going to get one with my from my regular label maker, and it's called That's Cluckin' Hot, and that's Ooh. a Nashville hot seasoning. Ooh, that's clucking so hot. It's spicy cayenne seasoning with a little bit of brown sugar uh, sweetness to it. Mm. Uh, it goes on fried chicken, fried fish, fried fingers, you name it. If you fry it, it's going to be good with that's clucking hot on it. Oh, I love it. And uh, while you're at it, you can go look sexy like the, the sexiest team in DFS for now. Uh, you can get your stuff over at Viridian Global. Hotbox merch, you can look sexy uh, just, just like Bo and I do. Uh, and I also got to say, you know, you can also go because I'm not I, I'm a man of many, many salesmanship. Go over. I got myself a deposit king, you know, over there at the fantasy life for Matthew Barry. We love Matthew Barry over here at Chalk Block. Maybe one day we'll he's have a favorite. Barry on. Yeah, he's one of our faves over here. Uh, shout out. He did like my tweet today. I shouted out Peter Overset. I was in the fantasy news life newsletter. I got a, a, a shout out from Peter Overset rocking the gear. And then he put it in Matthew Barry's newsletter. And I just saw it this week. I, it was a, a couple weeks ago. And I just sh shouting him out, saying thank you to Pete Overzet, uh, who is down in Miami with the underdog team. Speaking of, uh, you know, big things going on down there at the underdog team, Best Ball Mania to May 3rd. It is going to be a huge Best Ball.
basketball tournament with uh, $3.5 million in prizes. One, $1 million to the winner. All three of us are in there. We're all going to be in there fighting it out. You know we are. I cannot wait to see one of my boys at the top of the leaderboard, if not me. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, underdog. Be you, Scott. Who are we kidding? Get out of here. It is going to be me. Uh, you know, <laughs> Underdog best ball season has officially started. You know, and to kick off the draft weekend, existing and new customers both. So if you're a new customer, you can get this deal. And if you're an existing customer, you can do it as well. If you put in a deposit right now, you'll get a free $25 added to your underdog fantasy account. This promotion's for a limited time, so you need to act fast. I already redeemed my 25, and dude, I've been loving it. I used it to stack lineups in Underdog's cool new Pick'em game that allows you to stack up to five over-under picks. I maxed out, 20 max out. Uh, I got a couple of seeds out there today. Hopefully, they're going to give me back some cash. So basically, if you put in $1, you can win up to 20 times that. So I've got 20 uh, you know, I got maybe five or six $1 bets went up to 20. I got close last night. I was only one off. So check that out. Mm -hmm. Download the app in the Apple store, the play store, and make sure mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. enter the code nimble when you sign up. Nimble. That's N I M B L E. Uh, got to pay the bills, but you know, underdog fantasy is awesome. I love it. I'm on there every day and I think they pull best ball until May 3rd or until the draft's over. Cause you can't, you can't best ball right now. They want to make sure everybody understands where everyone's going to be at. And I think that's a good idea. And that May 3rd big kickoff on Monday, I think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be big time. Oh, man. The season is starting. So, Best you know, ball is how I mock draft. So it's me like. Too. Me too. Like this time of year, I'm just like, <laughs> give me more best ball drafts. Oh, it's just it's <laughs> the best. And you, know, you get to see where everybody's at. And you get to play against people. If you come into my uh, one of my little head-to-heads or my tournaments, you have you know people like Jordan in there, Bo in there. Uh, you know, G-Man Jay is in there. A bunch of friends are in there. Dave Kluge. Everybody's rocking those out. So Kluge's please, the Klugs is in there. Please check us out over there. Um, but, well, let's let's get into the draft. Here's the first question I had for you guys today. And, and Bo, we can just start off with you. After two nights of the draft or two and almost, uh, you know, two full nights, what, what has your hot box watered? What, what are you excited about? What, what, what has your engine revving? Your, your, your taco sizzling sizzling? So it's been a tale of two um, two halves, basically. The first round, you had some mostly, a, I would say a, mostly a good round for every team that picked. There were a couple outlier head-scratching picks, but I would say most teams did all right, at least all right, with their first round pick. Uh, then the second round kicked in, and I think teams got a little bit desperate uh, with some of their needs because... Um, some of the position needs for some of these teams uh, had kind of a tier cliff to them at, mm. in that second round. So um, like my Cowboys, who I, I was okay with their first round pick, Micah Parsons, but their second round pick, I felt like they got sniped by the Raiders, which I called from a mile away. I was like, as soon as 49ers traded to Las Vegas, that 43rd pick, I'm like, those sons of bitches are going to get Trevon Merrick and and there's nothing i can do about it i'm yelling i'm in <laughs> i'm in the hospital at that time in the waiting room and it's nothing serious but i was yelling not because of anything medical going on but because the raiders traded up in front of the cowboys to take trevon merrick out of tcu and i know jerry jones was writhing in his giant luxury chair <laughs> sipping on his pepsi cola and was about to lift that phone up and call Trevon Merrick, and he had to panic basically. And he took a 
he took a guy that was good, but I would I would say he's a, the third or fourth best available at his position at the time. Mm. Um, and the the corner out of Kentucky, I, I don't remember his name because I was too upset. Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph, fine right. ball player. I had a third, third, fourth kind of tier, third or fourth round grade on him, kind of in between there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a reach, and I hated it because. The Cowboys, they need defense. They need defensive backs. And Trevon Merrick was still there at 43, and then all of a sudden he was gone. And I think Jerry Jones was just like, oh, no, what do we do now? And I (laughs) I think he forgot that Asante Samuel Jr. was sitting there because I was Mm -hmm. was like, oh, they can can still get Samuel as soon as Merrick went off the board. That's not a big deal. I mean, it's it's a shocker that Samuel's not taken already either. Right. Mm -hmm. And – what did he do? He didn't get Samuel. He didn't get a uh, defensive end until the fourth round or the third round here. And uh, I was very upset. It, it looked like Jerry was playing catch up. And what surprised me, we talked about this. I went back and watched uh, about a, you know, three weeks ago, I think it was the show on the, the 10th or the, the, the ninth, somewhere around there. And what we talked about is want me wanting to uh, have, Atlanta get Kyle Pitts and how that would happen and you talking about how smart and me as well Jerry was and how great he was at subterfuge and kind of being in the mix and doing all those things and you even saw he did it to the Giants you know I I watched a uh, a video of a, of a Giants fan it was really funny self deprecating but not on purpose he was ready for the the Devonta Smith pick and then the Giants. Uh, you know, or so then the Cowboys and then the Eagles did a little swap route, and 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 he was just like, "Don't you? Oh my gosh, they're gonna do it! They're gonna do it!" He's freaking out, and then they love to it. see it. You'll oh man, it. it was beautiful, as they say. You know, I felt bad for the Giants a little bit there because you know you don't want to see somebody kicked in the nuts when they're down. You know, which obviously <laughs> franchise has been down for a while, and they can. Yes, the- you do. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You do. Right. You do. It was nice to see him get kicked in the nuts, and then they kicked themselves in the nuts with their pick. I don't. I don't hate Kadarius Tony. I think he's a, a good player. I, I've seen a lot of film of him, and, and a good player doesn't mean that you're going to do anything in the NFL. I'm just saying that a good a good player means that in, in college you were able to uh, be successful, or, you know, predominantly successful. But I, I'm not. I'm not into. I'm not into. Um, Shout out my man, Mr. Joe Bond. What up? Oh, yeah, we love it's Mr. Bad. Joe Bond. Uh, the the Thunderdome, me, me and Bo were, were chopping it up all last year over at the Fantasy Six Pack. <laughs> How did that go? Yeah, you chopped up it most of the time and took it took it home yourself. So I was too uh, drunk most of the time to realize what was going on. But yeah, you, I, think it was, I think it went well. Shut your mouth, Bo. Uh, glad, glad you're with us, Mr. Bond. Hope you're doing well. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, that, that's kind of where we're at with the uh, – with a situational, uh, I have a question for you, Mr. Mr. Jordan. Who is your favorite skill position acquisition so far in the draft? So, with you know the obvious, you could go with your Najee Harris, the Steelers. You know, getting 280 touches—that's fun. You could go with you know Jamar Chase of the Bengals, Joe Burrow and him connection, fun. For me, I really, really like the Josh Palmer pick. I think he's clear cut to get into the wide receiver two range with like the Chargers offense because mm-hmm. I don't think Mike Williams is like I, I'm not sure what he does. He doesn't get separation, and Burr or Herbert does it throw a pretty deep ball. And Josh Palmer comes from Tennessee. His stats in college don't excite you whatsoever, but it's because of bad QB play, and that's not something we can grade a player on. And 
every bit of his measurables is nice are nice and when he got a pretty ball he made the plays and you actually go and see he killed certain on a 40 yard touchdown he killed um one of the lsu corners and um eric stokes mm. eric stokes he worked on a deep route so you got you know three corners that are first second round picks i, I at that late in the draft and just like you know the chargers are a team where there's targets to go around. Their defense isn't good enough yet to really make you, oh, God, we need it. <laughs> like, they just don't really stay healthy on that side of the ball. I love Brandon Staley for what his scheme was with Arizona or the Rams this past year. But Herbert possibly is wide receiver, too. Like, I know Eckler's going to get up to the 100 targets if he stays healthy, and Keenan's going to dominate and get 150. But Josh Palmer can get into the 90 target range if you give him the if mike williams he can beat him out and that that's just one of my favorite picks this draft and amari rogers is another one from the packers just because of that randall cobb type of role mm, yeah the packers who will no longer have aaron Rodgers. apparently uh, that, that was a great story <laughs> that dropped the other day that uh no one saw coming because he doesn't ever say anything uh, bad about the packers especially not on jeopardy when one of the guys i think his name was chris wow answered his final jeopardy question with uh you know should have gone for it on fourth down or something like that right shouldn't have kicked the field, kick goal. field goal yeah who decided to kick that field goal so it was great very good question dude very trey mckitty to uh the chargers just they just that's their next bit there's our last latest pick like i like that one too donald parham shares going down <laughs> yeah I mean, they, they had they had another signing too at tight end jared cook but, yeah, Jared Cook, I think, has still got a, couple, a year or two of pretty decent production left as well. Uh, the Trey McKitty pick is a developmental one for sure. Yeah. Because tight ends really don't hit the hit their stride until year two or three. Um, oh, yeah. That's uh, for Dynasty's sake. Uh, McKitty might have uh, solidified himself a spot in my top five for rookies. Over Brevin Jordan. Still not yeah. picked. Mm. That's that's interesting. That, that is interesting. Ninety nine well, Dallas. That's my that was my mock to Dallas was ninety nine with Brevin Jordan. So mm. that'd be nice for you guys to get him there. Um, yeah. So here, here's a question. Speaking of somebody who we all really liked a lot, and I think we most people did, Elijah Moore. Uh, he ended up being drafted in the second round by the Jets. Is he dead? Is Elijah no. Moore dead? Not for DFS, but for fantasy. Mm. What What do you guys? Well, he's not dead. Anyway. So so is he the wide receiver one on that team? No. no. See, the thing is, like fantasy, I, I really never draft rookie wide receivers. I tend to stay away from it just because they're not expected to do much this upcoming season. I mean, you can put the chases of the world, but like if Chase gets to 900 yards, that's a great year for a rookie wide receiver. That's what and, last year. Yeah. And like that, that's what you expect of a guy like that. You don't expect them to have like the Calvin Ridley rookie year where, you know, 10 plus touchdowns, Mike Evans, Jefferson, Odell, like those rookie years rarely come. And uh, Elijah Moore on the Jets, I think his role will get better, especially with Jameis Crowder being most likely gone next year. And then he gets the full slot time work. <laughs> that's going to be I the think nice Crowder's thing. Crowder's gone this year. Can they get rid of him? I don't know if they're contract. I haven't uh, paid no, attention I think to that. They're gonna either cut or trade him. Yeah, he might be a, a, one of those cap hits that they have to take a little bit on, but to save in the future. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why you have both those players on the team. He's a faster, better, stronger version of Crowder. I mean, he doesn't know the offense, but no. you saw what Crowder did last year when he, when he was 
uh, pinpointed. I, I'm interested to see uh, how him and Zach Wilson get on and how that chemistry is built uh, through, you know, a limited uh, schedule. Hopefully there's a way the NFL is rolling out their, their COVID protocols this offseason. Hopefully there's a little bit more opportunity to connect with the rookies and to, to be able to throw past. This draft, though. They are but they are. They're doing yeah, a really I good job. I, so I, I wish – so the Bears, on fire, dude. the Bears are doing a good job too. We're helping them. <laughs> we, we, yeah, you are. Yeah, uh, we wrote. Bo and I roasted, uh, fittingly so. Mike Mayock, Gettleman, you know, uh, Mister Mister Pace, and and Belichick, you know, and and just for fun. And I gotta say, right now, Gettleman, he's you know, he's, he's trading, still... trading back was good. I like that. Getting a little bit extra pick. I did not like the the you know. The, the Kadarius pick, but uh, you know, uh, Mike Mayock, yeah, doing Mike Mayock stuff, you know, some good, some bad, uh, you know, all driven by ego. And then, uh, I mean, honestly, Pace, I really like the pick of uh, Tevin Jenkins in the second round. That really makes me happy for David Montgomery. Uh, and then for Justin Fields, it gives him a strong, you know, edge protector. And so I, it, it makes me happy to see him kind of finally waking pure up. Pure luck. I mean, the, it, the it is, it is hey. luck, but. The trading up with the Giants was genius because you don't ever expect to see that kind of player slip outside the top 10. Nobody no. saw that coming. No. Nobody. Oh. And so if you have that opportunity to trade up, you're going to sell the farm to get that guy because you would have been able to, if you, they had been a little closer, let's say they were, they were originally at 11, they probably would have traded up into the top 10 pretty, pretty easily to get fields. But because they had such a distance to go from 20, um, him at 11 was a steal. And I think if they didn't have that available, they might've taken Jenkins at 20. Mm. And that's, um, that's, that's really, really savvy drafting and a lot of luck involved in that pick. Um, hey, hey. picks coming up. And uh, just in case you're wondering, I didn't answer you earlier, but I'm eating 39 Oreos today on the show uh, for, for my friend, Dave Mendelson, uh, Mendy. Mm. Uh, Shout out. That if, the Steelers didn't pick Najee Harris last night. He was going to eat three sleeves of Oreos. And I said, that, that sounds like a Friday night to me. And I was like, I could do that in my sleep. I'm already over halfway done with them. And we're not even at the commercial break. So, uh, yeah, Mandy, this is child's play. And I have a nice little mug of uh, ice cold milk in my uh, fluff you, you fluff and fluff mug. <laughs> Shout out, Bo, cat lovers. Bo, do you know who Nashawn Wright is? Oregon uh, State corner. Yes, I do. Uh, do, you, do you like him? I mean, if you want a press corner. Well, the Cowboys we, have him. So are yeah. we doing Tampa two <laughs> this year? What's going on? You're playing the cover three. Maybe you're getting the grill. I don't like him. <laughs> That's uh, I mean, I'm not happy about no, that. No, no. long readers. Pac-12 defenders you haven't heard of, it's never a good thing. Oregon State, too, on top of it, it for Pac-12 yeah, defenders? I, 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 <laughs> I like or, some of Oregon State's prospects have been pretty good over the years, but it's few and far between. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know this guy I know this guy pretty well. Uh, let's just say that uh, the freshman wide receiver for the Ducks, the, the big, tall kid, James, got him for uh, some big catches down the field last year in the Civil War, but it's a... Uh, I would have, okay. like... Dude, Deontay Brown or Trey Smith would have made so much more sense for you guys. Just a I, I don't know what's going on this year. I mean, the, other than the Parsons pick, which I would have taken Slater there. Um, yeah. But it's just like Parsons, I would give a B. 
Like Slater would have been the A pick there. And then the second round pick I give a C minus to because that that just Asante Samuel was the pick there. Um it it's just I don't understand what they're doing with that the new defensive coordinator. Um not really matching up system here with uh, with that pick. That's a press corner. That's that's it's not a good tweet when Kyle Yates goes, I sleep, eat, breathe the NFL draft once the NFL season stops. Who is Nation Wright? that's that's an ouch i'm sorry i dallas are just one of those and me as a pac-12 guy had to look at his jersey number and go that's who that is like that's (laughs) he had to i had to look at my tv here i had to look at my tv and see the jersey number to know who it was that's not good no i really want the titans to go tylen wallace here because this dude not going in the first three rounds really upset me Tyler Wallace is way too good, way too good for that. I, I like I like him. He's just such a good route runner, man. I I, I really really do enjoy his I route. Want ball winners, ball winners. I got one. I got a ball winner. <laughs> my my Terrence Marshall guy. I mean, the Panthers draft a lot of people. I really wanted a guard, and at some point here, I wanted Creed Humphrey, dude. The freaking Chiefs. What they're <laughs> they said? All right. Mahomes, you had a bad Super Bowl. It'll never happen again. Don't you yeah, worry. All, <laughs> all the big linemen. I mean, did you see Andy Reid came out and said uh, Orlando Brown told him to draft him? <laughs> like, they told him to draft Reed Humphreys like he's the man. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I follow his advice. <laughs> that, that's cool. As There's out. no way Creed Humphrey should have been there. Oh, no. No shot. And then, I mean, this draft has been a lot of cool stuff where, like, Joe Burrow throwing to Jamar Chase again, Jalen Waddle and Tua. Yeah. Um, that's all that felt well and good. That's all feel good stuff. I don't care yeah. about that crap. No, well, yeah. Really different. Well, yeah, because uh, Oregon can't put a receiver out for Justin Herbert to fall in love with. I'm sorry. Oh, ow, that stings. But yeah, well, <laughs> well with that, with that, we're, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Kyle Pitts, and we're going to talk projections. Where do we have him? I'm going to give numbers. I have, I have, uh, I have a very aggressive projection model for him that I plugged in. I'm going to ask you guys to rate it over under each of the different sections: touchdowns, receptions, yards, ranking, all of those things, fantasy points. So we're going to do a little bit of commercial breaks. We'll be back in three minutes. This is Chalk Block on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am Nimble W Numbers with Bo underscore McBigTime and Jordan Vanek1 on Twitter. We'll be right back after this. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to f*** shit up. Now back to Chalk Block with Bo and Scott. Welcome back to Chalk Block. We do need to add a little bit more to that intro because we do have with us the lead math magician over at Nimble W Numbers, my man Jordan Vanek one on Twitter. Jordan, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. It's a draft, right? It is just amazing, right? This is just like I introduced Jordan. Are you saying I missed the introduction? Because I know I did. Oh man, yeah. I, I mean, Jordan is just all over everywhere. He's on my show. He was on another show I was on earlier tonight too. Uh, he's the man. Please do check him out. 
and his work is going to be all over the place. Uh, let's talk about somebody that we all love, and we, we just oh can't wait to see him uh, play football for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, give me some hot Atlanta this year in fantasy. Like I always like, I always like him. I won him. I, last year I drafted Matt Ryan, Julio, and Calvin Ridley in the Scott Fishbowl. It wasn't terrible. It was not the best ever. It wasn't terrible. Uh, Julio was hurt a little bit, but you know, Calvin Ridley was sick, and Matt Ryan did, did well enough. So, but let's talk Kyle Pitts. I have some projections out here, uh, and so I'm going to go through them, and I want you guys to kind of give me over, under, and then your rationale. And so we'll start with Bo, and uh, and Bo, you can tell me over, under for 70 receptions in the Atlanta Falcons offense. Over, under. What do you think? Over. Over. Oh, tell me what what makes you say over? You got Hayden Hurst still there. He didn't get released. You know, he's still on the team. You got a lot of other mouths to feed. Why, why do you say over 70? Because they did not address the running back position. Mike Davis isn't very good. Uh, their offensive line isn't very good. Uh, so I'm going to say they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Their defense is still not very good. So we're going to see a lot of shootouts. We're going to see a lot of Matt Ryan throwing until his arm comes off. And so I see, uh, I see way more than I'd say about eighty catches for Kyle Pitts this year. Ooh, so conservative. I like that, uh, Jordan. What about you? But realistic, I think. Right, right. definitely in the in the scope of possibilities, Jordan. What do you think? I thought I was bullish with seventy. Uh, you, you, we out of our minds here. Um, I, I feel like I'm more on the underside. Uh, rookie tight end, just one of those things that kind of he's takes not a, a little tight bit. end. He's a freak unicorn, dude. That's fair. That is fair. But it, it, I think I think this number will depend a lot on Julio's health. Because if you're thinking about, like, say, Matt Ryan, you know, it's one of those pass-happy games. He gets, like, 35-40. You go Julio getting 10-plus, Calvin getting 10-plus. They got, like, 20 targets. You get four to five to the running back. And then we're sitting with Hayden Hurst, the Russell Gage, and Kyle Pitts battling for targets. And I mean, if, if Kyle Pitts could get to 70 receptions, that would be a freaking phenomenal rookie year. But I think you'll hover around like the 63, 64 range for me. Okay. I like 17 it. games changes a lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> so An extra game gives you a little bit more of a pump. And so guys, take about, that. Think about this real quick. If if he were to get 100 targets, which is pretty lofty, I mean, that I'm, yeah. I'm assuming if he gets 80 catches, it's going to be like 105, 110 as far as targets. So that's – it's a pretty – uh, out there thing. So over 17 games, was that seven targets a game? I don't yeah. I think that's pretty, that's, that's yeah. within range. That's doable. No, it is. no totally. I mean, it, that's why again, I, a game in, a, in an offense where they're going to throw it 30 plus times on average every game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. Speaking of, of some of those receptions, uh, we know and we saw at Florida that Kyle Pitts was a, was a red zone machine, uh, and Atlanta does not have a red zone threat. You think Julio Jones, but really he struggled. They do now. <laughs> yeah, they do now. They now they have the red zone threat, uh, not just in the in the down you know five yard line, but 10, 15, 20 yards out, getting behind the the, the linebackers. There's just an opportunity there for sure. Uh, I, I have eight touchdowns over under Jordan. We'll start with you. What do you think that number high, low, where would you go? I think you're going to go over that, that. That will be the area he dominates for the fantasy DFS side of things. He'll, he'll be a huge touchdown upside. And I mean, the, uh, the Panthers prepared to stop him. I don't think the saints can. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as much as Levante David really locked up on Kelsey, I could totally see this being like a feeler type of game. Cause the, it's, more like Kyle Pitts is different. This is the 
bit, this is the most freak of a nature I've ever seen come out for a tight end position. He makes DK Metcalf look like AJ Brown. Yeah, he's you know twenty. I mean? Yeah, he's gonna be twenty this year. <laughs> like, there's, it's it. I, I think this is where in the red zone, I think is gonna be a lot of his work, and he's gonna dominate because. Arthur Smith definitely comes from Tennessee where, you know, we watched what Derrick Henry was for them. And we have no idea what this guy is going to do with this style of offense. But he sees freak. He uses freak in the red zone. So that's where I'm going. Right. No, I love it. I love it. But what about you? Over under eight TDs. You agree with Jordan? Disagree? Yeah, he's going to smash that. If if I'm going to stick with 80 catches as my as my bar for his rookie season, he's going to crack double digits and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking a historic, a historic future Hall of Fame player. If he stays healthy, mm. there's no yeah. reason why anybody should expect anything less from this kid. After what we saw him do with Kyle Trask, throwing the ball last year in the sec. Yeah. Uh, we're talking a guy six, five plus runs a four, four something 40. Uh, the speed score is out the out into outer space, basically. He's yeah. got an 83 inch wingspan. The dude's 6'5. That was a 77, 78 inch wingspan would be uh, the equal equivalent. So it's basically Johnny Bones with 50 <laughs> pounds on him uh, <laughs> running routes. And it's insane. Yeah, it's. It's this guy's a freak, dude. He's got great hands. He's yeah. a decent blocker. So if they do need him to stay in line a couple times, which I think Hey Nurse is a, probably a, a more polished blocker, and you're going to see a lot more of that twelve personnel like they ran in Tennessee a lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, because Ferkser and Johnu Smith got got theirs quite often in that offense. And I mean, Johnu's been kind of in that same uh, athletic realm as Pitts, but he's a lot smaller. Yeah. So that's that's the scary part is you have a John U. Smith who's three inches taller. Man, I, I Good can't. Luck. Wait. I Good can't. Luck. <laughs> so we're, we're both of you are over eight touchdowns. What about eight hundred yards? What, what about that? that uh, over under. Bo, we'll start with you. Where, where do you think he finishes in yards? I think that'll be that'll be really close. Um, he's gonna he's gonna average more than ten yards a catch, but it won't be by much. So I'll say over, but it's gonna be close. Okay. Um, I think I think he's going to be somewhere in that 800 range, um, and so if he is a red zone threat and he's catching 80 balls, he's going to be right around 800 to 820. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'll pencil him in for like 760 with the catch total that I have. I yeah. think I think he like he'll definitely float in that like 10 to 13 range for yards like per catch or what Bo was saying. I mean, I, I can't wait to see this guy play football <laughs> like yeah. for this offense. Just like imagine if the Falcons just get into the red zone and they go trips to the right hand side and they have Julio Calvin or they have Julio Calvin and Kyle Pitts. Like, what do you do? You throw two corners over there? <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to have to change his pants, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you even – do you like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know how to block it. I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do because you just throw the ball right to Calvin off the line, and it's Kyle Pitts and Julio blocking for blocking him. him for Ryan. Oh, and Julio's a monster, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Eagles play. I don't know if you remember the – the um, block he threw and Jake Matthews threw in those that crazy game, that was ah, be nuts. 
Mm. No, I love it. Okay, so I, I, you guys are, are are shooting my projection over the moon. Then I had him projected for two hundred fantasy points this year. Where where do you have him landing, Jordan? What's your range of 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 you know? Is it, you, well, maybe Bo has him shooting. Are you right around there? Are you a little under. What's it look like for you? Uh, I'm a, I'm right around there. I mean, it's the the ten point. It's like ten point two fantasy points a game. Ten point three. That's like ideal i mean that that's pretty much that would be a great rookie year um i, I would say like 195 to 205 it, it depends if we're doing ppr that, that makes yeah. oh yeah we, we only do, do ppr for DraftKings. <laughs> we're, we're uh we're full ppr you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, we can't be the sexiest show in DFS. We're laying our PPR on the table. Let's For just... now, <laughs> it not be full PPR, guys. Let me just tell you. So, just... uh, okay. So, I, I have him at tight end five. Uh, is that lofty? Is that kind of right where you think you should be? I can name the, the people I think I have above him. For me, uh, it's going to go Lord Kelsey, you know, because you have to have him up there. Uh, it's going to go, you know, uh, Mr. Kittle. It's going to go, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Waller. And then I got TJ Hawkinson, the number one wide receiver on the worst team, second to worst team in the NFL, the Detroit Lions, one of the worst teams. Uh, I think he'll be wide receiver one on that team. So then, And then I have Pitts. That's how it goes. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, what do you guys think about tight end five? Am I, am I low-balling him? Should he be even higher ranked on this list? Both saying up. All right, Bo, go for it, man. You got the, you got the floor, sir. So um, volume-wise – we're talking about Kittle in a low passing volume offense with either Jimmy G probably getting handcuffed to the hospital bed. Like, so he's not going to throw the ball very much. They won't let him. He just doesn't do it well. So they're going to run the rock a bunch and Kittle loves to block. And he's also, uh, he gets banged up because he likes to mix it up with everybody on the field. He puts it down. Scratch. He, he, he hoots and hollers. He's one of the best blocking tight ends I've ever seen. Uh, he's a great route runner. He's a great gifted receiver. But we're talking about a team with a lot of weapons. And if it's a rookie quarterback, I actually like his prospects, Kittle's prospects, better with Trey Lance because of that security blanket type aspect. Me too. But I think Jimmy G is going to be a starter for at least half the season. Oh, man. So I think Kittle, Kittle will be in the top five for sure. Waller for sure, Kelsey for sure, um, and I have I have uh, Mr. Pitts coming in at number four. Just ahead Ooh, of okay, okay, all right. So we're swapping a bit. What about you, Mr. Vanek? What do you think? Uh, I've got the big three ahead of him, and I think T.J. Hawkinson is definitely going to be in the top five this year, getting getting the hundred targets. And they didn't draft the receiver. He's right. going to get 125 targets, just pure volume. With the offense, he's going to do it. Jared Goff is not the guy I want to be throwing me the football. But, hey, Hawkinson, you know, you're a great blocker. We don't got to do that no more. We got Sewell. We just, you know, he's here. You run routes. You just stay running routes. We're chilling. <laughs> well, they, they also they also got Josh Hill from the Saints, who is, I think, PFS second second graded run blocker out of the tight end so he's great on moving out doing screens you know getting traps and pulls and getting motion and so uh you can line him up as your slot and then have him come across the formation uh in motion and then down block so i mean there yeah there's there's a lot of things they could do to free hawkinson up in the slot or in that uh you know kind of 
like off to the slot, I guess you could say, to see yeah. routes. You know, I, I love him a lot this year. Bo shaking his head, no. We're going to go different on Hawkinson. That's okay. We're not always going to do the same on yeah. all the – yeah. So, all right. Well, that's cool. I, I, Kyle Pitts breakdown. I really loved hearing both of your thoughts and, and uh, I'm glad that I'm right around in the middle of where you guys are kind of hedging and, and uh, that's good. Um, let's talk about some of the players who have been rising and falling. So depending on the landing spots of players, their value and their volume really matter. You're going to get more action. Like you said, Josh Palmer jumps in in, in San Diego already kind of thinking about his role as, a, as possibly wide receiver two there. Who are some people who, because of landing spot, maybe their stock already was high, but they're in an ideal landing position. Uh, and, and we can start with you, Jordan. Who, who are you thinking that has kind of helped their cause or or not hurt it where they've landed? Uh, Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris will rise a little bit. I think he'll actually come up into like the Swift a little bit higher than his territory because of what we're going to project his volume to be. I know the Steelers haven't had a workhorse running back since James Conner that second year into the league with Le'Veon's, you know, suspension and all that nonsense. But the, pay, the the Steelers are going to use him like he's going to get 230 touches. I know their offense line isn't stellar, but at the end of the day, they also haven't had a good running back to help that offensive line. And yeah. Najee Harris isn't a world beater as a running back. He is not a Saquon. He is not a... Camara, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, even. I, I really like Najee to fit into that like RB8 to RB13 range with those touches. Um, and uh, obviously, if other guys get hurt, he'll creep up into the RB5 range like David Montgomery did this year. He's a big riser for his landing spot. Mm, I like that. Bo, how about you? Who's somebody who has uh, caught your eye uh, or maybe had your eye before and now you're excited for them even more? <laughs> Not Kadarius Tony. Well, that's the section. That's the fallers. God. I know, he, he couldn't have fallen any more off my rankings. I had him as wide receiver like 19 in the class. So um, let's just say that I think that the best the best situation was Javante Smith in Philly. Mm-hmm. And so it's we're talking oh, that yeah. team's desperate for that X receiver that can get open right off the right off the jump. Nobody was better at getting open in college football last year than Devontae Smith. And if you have a guy like Jalen Hurts back there who's gonna make one read to maybe two reads and then either scramble or make something happen, uh it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be him relying on Devontae Smith to be that first option and then Jalen Rager down the field, Goddard over the middle. Miles Sanders out of the backfield and then scrambling. And that's, that's going to be a pretty versatile offense, but I yeah. have a feeling that that first option on the, on the line at the X position is going to be Devonte Smith. And he's a winner at the line of scrimmage. It doesn't matter how small the guy is. He's going to win those routes. He's going to be open a lot and he's got phenomenal hands. He's phenomenal after the catch. That's going to be a scary, scary uh, proposition for the NFC East. And I'm nervous because my Cowboys secondary isn't very good. Yeah, I I, I love that a lot. And I think that uh, Jalen Hurts really, I'm sure his ADP is going to be skyrocketing. He really benefits from that. Uh, He already had kind of, uh, you know, an emergence last year in kind of garbage time in the NFL season, of course, but still, uh, I think what we saw was his ability to 
throw the ball downfield. Some of those passes he had on the on the edge, particularly in the end zone, red zone, were pretty impressive. Uh, and uh, his ability to scramble, he's not going to be pinpoint accurate all the time. But when you have players like you mentioned, Rager, who can get downfield and get separation, maybe give you that extra yard that can you know uh, give you that uh, the separation you need in that even though it might be a perfect pass, he can make an adjustment, you know, or you have Smith underneath and man, I love his ability uh, in, in college just to get off the ball. Mandy, I only have four Oreos left out of the 39, four Oreos left. Um, <laughs> I'm not even close to being full. And I had four gigantic quesadilla tacos before this. So yeah. Child's oh, I'm, st- I'm starving now, man. Like I'm trying to go to bed here on the East coast and I have more food. This is t- my diet is going to be the fit club is I got to no. Um, <laughs> I'm the president of the barbecue club. I know. I like, it. I like it. Okay. All right. So we've got about 10 minutes left. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to jump down. Uh, and, and I want to do a little more, uh, you know, uh, analysis here about the the different top scoring rookies in 2021. So I want to give us some predictions. We're going to run through quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I think we kind of already nailed down with Pitts. I don't think we have to revisit that. But uh, I want want you guys to kind of give me who is going to be the top scoring player at each of these positions. And I'll jump in there and give you who I think is going to end up being number one as well. So quarterbacks, I see Bo has his mouth stuffed full of, uh, you know, White, creamy, delicious. Well, some black, creamy stuff there, too. Anyway, uh, let's go to Jordan. Jordan, uh, who's going to be the top-scoring rookie QB this year in fantasy at the end of the year? Um, I really wish I knew what that Jimmy Garoppolo news is going to be like, even though I don't expect him to start, because I would love to say Trey Lance just of where he is situationally. I think he'll average the most points when he gets in there. Mm-hmm. But... I can't go away from Trevor Lawrence. I'm just, I'm not with the, the, the weapons he got. I know it's the obvious answer and I wanted to get cute and creative, but sometimes just don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> that they, that ETN, James Robinson, LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, and Marvin Jones, oh, Tim and Tebow, and James Robinson, and Tim possibly, Tebow. possibly. <laughs> possibly. I think Jesus is coming out of retirement too. I mean, yeah. Tebow never changed out of his original jock strap. I know he's still wearing oh, no. the same one. He no. wore it with the Mets. He wore it with three sixteen <laughs> right across the balls. You know, what I mean? dude. I want. I had a funny tweet yesterday, and it didn't go viral, and I was upset about it. Oh, it I was like, is, is somebody gonna tell Urban Meyer about Aaron Hernandez? He's not available. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, uh, I'm 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 gonna ask Bo. There's a lot of head nodding while you're you know looking you know the the, the Oreos and your fingers. I didn't know if that was a quarterback or just the the Oreos agreeing with you. Uh, what do you think about the the Trevor Lawrence take here that Jordan offered up? So I'm gonna keep. I didn't change my quarterback rankings one bit from landing spot, um, and and that's kind of the pitfall of the dynasty player is putting too much stock into landing spot. Right. Um, quarterback is the most sensitive to landing spot of any position, of course. But um, I, I'm keeping it the same. I had Trevor Lawrence followed by Justin Fields. Um, I have a feeling Fields is going to pretty easily beat Andy Dalton through camp as a yeah. starter, and uh, he'll have some growing pains. But it's uh, it's something that I, I really do feel Fields will be close. But Lawrence has so many weapons, yeah. and he's so good. Like people don't appreciate. 
how stinking good Trevor Lawrence is. Yeah. Like we don't yeah. appreciate it. Where I had three separate tier breaks between him and Fields between one and two. Lawrence is up in the clouds, and then the rest of the guys in the top five were still down there somewhere below. Yeah. For position. It's Lawrence is absolutely special. Everything you've heard that he could be is absolutely true. And I don't think there's anything that can stop him besides injury. Yeah. They uh the one thing that like people like to bring up a lot is that Ohio State Clemson game. And people forget that all their offensive coordinator wasn't the one calling plays in that game. And QB reads that they run. Blind. Flying blind. They they ran him on a QB like option like 17 times, 18 times. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you have Omari Rogers, Cornell Powell, Trevor Lawrence, just throw the ball. <laughs> and then they did at the end of the game, and you saw right down the field touchdown. It's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll think in yourself when you think you're smarter than you really are instead of just doing what you know kind of got you there. So I agree. I'm gonna slam dunk the Trevor Lawrence take just in your face, have a taste, is what Scott likes to say. Yeah. Um yeah, it's one of my trademarks. There's a few of these. In your face, in your face, and then nuts in the butts. And so there's a couple, you know. Like <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. Nuts and uh, butts on these last two Oreos. Yeah. Oh, I go nuts in the butts. Yeah, I, I would use it like this. Like, you see that person over there? Yeah, watch out for them. They're nuts in the butts. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it oh, doesn't yeah. mean anything sexual. It just means, like, they're wild. They're loco. They're crazy. So Hey, fluff uh, you, you fluff and fluff. Man, fluff your fluff, bro. <laughs> I got stuff for your fluff. Don't stuff with that, bro. Last okay. one, guys. All right, so running back here, I, I'm I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to say, um, man, I think per game, ETN has the biggest upside every game. Uh, you shake your head over there. Uh, but I think your your Najee Harris is going to be where it has to be at. Uh, that, that just has to be. But I'm going to say in DFS, I think ETN will have weeks where he does just – Get out of here, Bo. All right, that's fine. Well, I'll play him. You can play Najee Harris. We'll do that. We'll call. We'll call a little old time rival. I'll give you an interesting one just for DFS purposes. I'll probably play Trey Sermon more than I play both of them this year. Yeah, that's actually a great call. Over there. Just for pricing purpose and just waiting to see what his role is for Shanahan because, like, the Raheem Moster era of time, which was fun. I remember the first playoff game I played uh, Tevin Coleman against the um, Vikings. Because Tevin Coleman could shoot gaps way better than Raheem Moser. And then I smashed Raheem Moser in that NFC championship against the Packers. Trey, Trey Sermon will be my favorite DFS play for these running back groups. I'm gonna say all of, both of you are wrong because Javante Williams is gonna beat Melvin Gordon for about 80% of those snaps right off the there. bat. Melvin wow. Gordon is oh, dead. That they got <laughs> they got Quinn Mirrors. They got the Wisconsin Whitewater. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Deli yeah, boy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Quinn Miners, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quinn Miners, uh, that makes it even better. Javante exactly. Williams is is going to be special, <laughs> and that Denver landing spot is beautiful. And I, I always talk down about Melvin Gordon because even on a good day, he's averaging 4.0 yards a carry. He's absolute <laughs> trash as 4. a running back. Overdrafted every time. And Javante Williams is going to smack him down the depth chart so far they're going to cut him sometime very soon. Oh, like, that's terrible. a hot take. Javante Williams is going to average five point something yards a carry in that offense, and he's going to score a ton of touchdowns. That yeah. AFC West defense, the, the defense is in that division he's going to face against the run. 
are still not very good. And he's gonna he's going to thrive in that system. And Melvin Gordon is dead right now. Just dead. That pick killed Melvin Gordon, and I love it. Melvin Gordon, Gordon. rest in peace. Rest in peace, Melvin Gordon. Get your alleged DUI situation taken care of, man. Don't drink and drive, kids. Yeah, rest in peace, my Mike Boone chairs. Yeah, I have. Yeah, that was. I did some of those things. That was a fun. (laughs) That was a fun time. (laughs) It's it's always so fun. I love that stuff. Hey, hey, how about that? (laughs) You hate to see it. Uh, (laughs) It's okay. Hey, how about that? Yeah. Well, all right. Let's let's quick quickly wrap up. We got wide receivers. Uh, who yeah. are you thinking? There's a couple of different people who could uh, lead the charge here. Uh, I answered this one. Yeah, I know you did, but I'll let you lead off if you can slam dunk this one real quick for you. Javante Williams. Or no, Javante Smith. Sorry, Javante Smith. <laughs> Javante Williams and Devonte Smith are going to lead their perspective. Devante and Devante. Yep. Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper. Sorry, it's going to be for the my hated Eagles, but the, he's going to thrive in that offense. He's going to make huge plays. He's going to make all kinds of important chain-moving plays. Mm. Uh, that, that team's going to be pretty scary if they can pull a defense together. I like it. I like it. How about you, Mr. Jordan? I'm sure you have somebody else in mind over there. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking and making sure I didn't miss any like crazy, uh, crazy landing spots. I'm going to Mar Chase with Joe Burrow. I know he's going to be unprotected, which is you know it, it happens. We we all we all do they it sometimes. Got guard. They got a well, guard, right? I mean, and they got Jonah Williams coming back. They 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 have a little bit, but I just think that uh, that connection, and I think Jamar Chase is the number one wide receiver in that offense. I love T Higgins and I love Tyler Boyd, but. Hmm. And also, NFL teams, I think, won't come in with the idea that Jamar Chase is the wide receiver one for a few weeks, and he's going to, to the moon. It's going to be some stupid stuff where Joe Hayden's going to go guard T. Higgins instead of Jamar Chase, and Minka's going to be on Tyler Boyd in the slot, and they're going to be like, well, this Jamar Chase guy's wide open. Yeah. And, and then uh, DFS, I also go cha-ching. Yeah, I was going to go Jamar Chase. I just think that he's going to get the volume. Uh, and that volume is key. I'm, I'm, remember that game last year where they threw the ball to AJ uh, Brown like 11 times? And like he dropped Green. it like AJ Green. AJ Green. Color. I'm sorry. Yeah. AJ Green. Yeah, 11 times. He dropped it, yeah, like four times. He had two, two. It was horrible. Like I had him on in your league, Bo, and I was like desperate that week. I started him, and I was like, "Oh, good lord!" You know, eleven targets. Imagine if Jamar Chase had nine of those targets. You know, um, he probably would have had more touchdowns because he had none. Yeah, AJ Green had no touchdowns. So. I was just going to mention that AJ Brown, Tennessee didn't pick one. Did okay. not pick a wide receiver. Oh. To the moon in yeah, targets. Oh, my God. I wanted Elijah Moore to land there. I thought those I did too. would just be sickness. Sickness. But yeah. whatever. I think um, Elijah's going to be pretty good in the Jets uniform, too. The, I think he's going to be. Yeah. has potential in the future. I'm excited for DFS purposes. With, with that being said, uh, we, we have some friends coming on the show Bo McBigtime is like uh, extraordinaire with the guests and stuff. So, Bo, tell us who's coming up with the chalk block in the next couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? So, next week is a very special person slash persons that we we love and we hold dear to our hearts on Twitter. I'm not going to – I tweeted out the rest of the guest list, but let's just give Dave Kluge and possibly his wife some time to uh, – to, uh, Enjoy their week leading up to next week's show 
Mm. Um, they're coming on chalk blocked. It's going to be a blast. Dave Kluge um, and possibly Mrs. Kluge, the baker. The shout out, Emily. She is awesome. Yeah, she's incredible. She's a baker. We're going to collab with uh, we're going to collab with Big Time Flavor in the future. Uh, so we have some insane food porn on Twitter. So oh stay tuned God. for that. But yeah, Dave, Dave is our, our friend. He's a he's a great guy. Um, one of the best hosts of shows that there mm. ever was. But uh, we're going to give him the night off of hosting. <laughs> he had a, he had a great tweet that went viral. It was awesome. It was the the uh, Chicago Bears saying uh, uh, to, to Andy Dalton what was happening next with him. And it showed the scene from Toy Story where they painted over Andy on the shoe on the bottom of Woody. <laughs> and it just went like well, hot, hot cakes, which is awesome. I love it when Dave does that. Absolutely. My friend. So that yeah. was absolutely stunning. It was, a I stunning it was great. And so, you know, also, by the way, if you don't follow Jordan Vanek one on Twitter, you're missing out. He's bringing the fire. He's bringing the memes. He's bringing the fun. The mathematician, baby. The mathematician is hot yeah. right now, folks. And, and if you think he's hot now, wait until we're winning money. Wait until there's <laughs> money in our, 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 our hand. It's going to be great. So please do that. I, I do have one thing to share before you go out because you know what? Uh, I do need to pimp this one more time because it's that big of a deal. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure there's so underdog it, it, it's, it is. And I'm going to, I'm going to let them kind of see it. You know, you can see it right now. Best ball mania two, uh, 3.5 million in prizes. Uh, it says $1 million to first place. If you jump in right now to underdog, it is a free entry. If you put a deposit in, it gets free 25 bucks. There you go. I mean, that makes you know, it's free and you're in there. We're all going to be in there. Bo's going to be in there. I'm going to be in there. Jordan's going to be in there. Uh, also, make sure you get yourself some hot box gourmet batch hot sauce. Make sure you get all your stuff at BigTimeFlavorCo.com. This promo is code Chalk21. Oh, yeah. Get a promo code Chalk21. Go to Viridian Global. Get your gear. Get your merch. Uh, this show is going to be here uh, Friday at 11 for now, for a long time until we get to the regular season. Please also check out all the other shows on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Check out the Nibble. Millionaires. And yeah, and uh, code Nimble over there when you download the Underdog Fantasy app. Shout out in the Undroppable. Shout out everybody out there. We love you. Thanks for checking us out this week on Chalk Blocks. I think this is what I'm supposed to drop the out, right? Because then you're supposed to go like, oh, all right. Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network.